Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. July 29th. Can you believe it? Where did the days of July go? I just got back from a airplane ride to go visit my kids in the south. It was blistering hot, but we had a fantastic time. Went to the botanical gardens, went to the park, we went to the library many times, played with mermaid colored beads, and we did tie-dye. I've never done tie-dye, have you? I never did it as a kid. We did t-shirts and we did scrunchies and headbands. We went back to the store and bought more socks. They were magical. When you put the tie-dye stuff on it, unicorns appeared. I had such a fun, fun time with the kids and doing tie-dye. I have myself a scrunchie headband and it was a lot of fun. It was fun to ride the planes, have some adventure, see some different sites. And the best part of all, it was a time to reconnect with my family after not seeing them for over two years. That was such a long time. But while I was on vacation, I was able to connect with Angel of Halo Inspirations and we had dinner. It was a great time of meeting and listening to what each other's plans were, what we've been up to. Um, You know, virtual relationships. Um, Angel and I have had that for quite some time, several years. Uh, We did a quilt along last year, if you remember, the bookshelf quilt. And it was great to finally be able to meet her face to face. I got to hear all about her disaster where a lightning bolt struck her house during a storm and the struggle of getting her house and her quilting, um, quilting machines you know her long arm and her sewing machine and all that repaired and she's back up doing videos she hasn't missed a beat it's just amazing Uh, we also talked about some of her videos and the one that was super intriguing to me was making a manx quilt m-a-n-x and it's a quilt that comes from the isle of man and i happen to have some ancestors from the isle of man And I watched her video again, and it's a hand sewing project, which would be different from English paper piecing, but I'm like, "Mm, this looks like something I could do when I get home. So what did I do when I got home? I sat down in my craft room, so excited to get back at something inspired and fresh, and I realized I have so much, so much to do. Yes, so much to do. (laughs) it's a mess in there. So instead for a couple of days, I got my grandma's uh, favorite dishcloth out 
And I knitted a few while I was on vacation during downtime, and I'm continuing to use up the last two skeins of the thread up recycled cotton yarn from Lion. And thinking, you know, I want to finish these washcloths. And then I got thinking, I need to finish a couple of things that I really got on a starting thing during the pandemic. I started a Irish chain quilt. I started the Dear Jane quilt and I got stuck. I started um, some more English paper piecing, which is ongoing. And I did a few of those while I was on vacation. And the third thing is while I was rifling through my stuff, because then I started thinking, okay, I've got to figure out where I'm at and what I need to do to clear the decks here, to wipe the slate clean. And I was digging around and I found a 10-year-old UFO. I thought I had done all of my quilt tops. I have a partially done quilt top in there that I know is in there because it has a massive mistake in it. And I'm going to take it apart a little. It's got um, paper piecing on the back. It's a great uh, fabric, but what I want to do is upcycle it into a, a handbag. And so that's on the abandoned project, but that's the only top I thought until I got looking through all of my quilts before vacation. And I was taking inventory of all, you know, in my head of all the different quilts I have, how many quilts I've made. I've been hired to do a couple of trunk shows and workshops and I'm really excited about those things. So I was kind of looking around what I have, what do I remember that I did? Was there anything that I forgot? Yes, there was a 10 year old quilt top. It was totally finished. It was totally finished. I just hadn't quilted it. I was ripping off the paper on the back. Oh, that's the second one, right? Ripping off the paper foundation paper piecing is a messy job and it makes, um, yeah, it makes a house messy and I don't particularly enjoy doing it. And somehow or another, this quilt got stuffed in a pile, a stack of finished quilts. I remember making the quilt. It's fantastic. It's 1970s reproduction stuff that I bought from Joann's about 10 years ago. If you want to see uh, a pic video of it or me talking about it and the other UFOs I'm going to be finishing, I did a YouTube video yesterday to kick off a personal 90-day UFO challenge. And so what I'm going to do is work on three things in 90 days. I want a long arm, the 1970s 10-year-old UFO. It's in a pattern that I designed called trees. It's kind of a log cabin variation and it's paper pieced. Then I want to finish the Irish chain quilt that I started in January and I have several of the nine patch blocks done that I need to figure out how many more I need to make with the fabric I have. I'd like to go for a twin size quilt so I'm going to depend on how much of the background fabric I have and you have to cut the plain squares that go in between those blocks. And the third thing is I wanted to finish, oh boy, what was I going to finish? How can I forget? I had to look it up. 
The ongoing three summer, 100 days, 100 blocks kinship fusion sampler. So I'm on block 76 now and I made block 75 and I did it twice because I didn't mark it off the list. So I've done that a couple times, but the good news is, you know, you'll have some blocks to pick from. So those three things, I would like to have the quilts, um, the tops finished and sewn together and at least the 10 year old UFO long armed. I have a couple of customer quilts to long arm in there too. So we'll see if I'm pushing it too much for 90 days, but I'm going to buckle down a little bit. And the other thing is over the next 90 days, my husband's got a few Highland games that he's going to. So I'll be choosing to not go to a couple of them because they're usually blistering hot and it's a very long day on the field and I'm just not tolerating the heat well. So he's going to go, I'll be home alone and I can kick out some of these long-term projects. So the Kinship Fusion Sampler, I've been researching and researching Pinterest because this is the third summer that this uh, has kicked off and I'm looking at all the people who have finished theirs and there's lots of ideas for how to set those 100 blocks. So that's pretty exciting because I'm at a loss as to what I'm going to do. I've, I've sorted them by colors and I've tried to do a pink and kind of one shade of teal and half and then there's a different shade of teal and more of a peachy pink in the other half and it's going to be you know a little bit more coordinated that way versus the hodgepodge mess that I would I was going with but you know we're gonna see how it goes and I'm gonna try not to pressure myself it's a fun scrap quilt using up what I have and it was a super fun quilt to make and it'd be super fun to remake it and like have us enough fabric to do all of it to have a little more coordinating in colors because it could be too it can be totally too much if you aren't careful it's a lot of small blocks and then <clears throat> the dear jane quilt i'm putting that on hold because i watched a video and where i'm running into problems it was a a video eq8 put out for this dear jane add-on and some of the blocks printed out at five inches. Some have printed out at four and a half and the foundation paper piecing. And that's supposed to be that way because of the way the program reads the patterns. And so you have to tell it what blocks. So yeah, I should have watched that first, right? Because now I have a whole bunch of blocks. Some are five inches, some are four and a half. Some are a little bigger than five, like five and a quarter inch. And it's really was frustrating and all the curves are pretty scary to me. So I'm thinking about the possibility of picking that back up, but doing it more as an English paper piecing project, because it's very hard to sew small blocks on my machine. So I'm thinking about it. I have the ability to cut them out. I have, uh, you know, a cricket if I need help versus cutting all the shapes by hand, but we'll see. Again, this is a, I need to put that back on the back burner and think about it. And I'm going to wipe the slate clean so I can have a less clutter in my brain and then hopefully less clutter in my craft room before I get rocking and rolling on the next things that I'm finding very interesting. I'm collecting pieces uh, to put together a couple of 
dioramas that are in shadow boxes or um, lanterns or other objects, mostly found objects. I've purchased a couple things at the dollar store and at Hobby Lobby to try to get these dioramas to come together to practice getting scale and things together and how to put these things together because I want to make a small book nook. So I'm starting a little bit large and trying to learn more about this process to scale it back. The other thing I want to work on is more watercolors and doodling on them and making stickers. So I bought a more watercolors at Michael's and some paper so I can try the experiment on a little bit larger um, scale of larger paper and more paints. So that was a nice find I found at Michael's while I was on vacation. And I also found some skeins of yarn on clearance, three of a beautiful variegated soft colored green. And I think I'm gonna crochet myself a shawl for it, with it and because I'm really got the bug to do more crochet. And speaking of bugs, Amigurumi have been making the way to my Facebook and Instagram feed. So I saw the cutest tiny little turtles pattern that was um, on Facebook. It was an Etsy shop. And oh my gosh, they're so cute. I bought the pattern and downloaded it. I can do it. I just need to go through my yarn to find the exact colors and do the first one in traditional turtle being green and the shell being brown. And then I'm gonna try doing some way cool, bright colored shells, psychedelic, different yarns, colors, circles, rings. Um, I've seen people do like eyeballs and rainbows and all kinds of stuff on the turtle shells. I can go nuts on that. And I don't care if I make a hundred of them and they just sit in my house or I make a turtle wreath or something super, super exciting because I am excited to try doing more crochet. Knitting um, is fun to do as a fidget with the um, washcloths or scarves or cowls. But when I start having to do like garments with sweaters, I get, yeah, those are not projects I, I enjoy. So I'm not going to be doing anything like that. Same with sewing garments, right? Clothes making, um, every once in a while I, I think I can do it. And I watch a fantastic YouTube by Andra Makes. And wow, I just can't find myself making those kinds of patterns because I have a very unusual shaped body. That's probably part of it. I don't know how to fit it properly. So those are some things that I'm really, really looking forward to doing. And... I think that I need to be able to wipe the slate clean so I can jump into the fall doing these projects for fun um, without so much going on. Yeah, I got like, I feel like I got too much going on, too many projects. And I need to just kind of get the house back in order a little bit. Now that I'm back to the office, I, you know, kind of had everything all over the place with my makeshift home office at home. And then, you know, people were home more. So my husband and I had stuff all over. We need to do more organizing and just kind of, you know, get over the pandemic lockdown stuff where you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't really do too much. You couldn't dispose of, of a lot of things or it was hard to take it to goodwill. So there's just a lot of stuff in this house that needs to go that we've collected and used and, and needs to go. And 
yep, I need to get that fly lady system busted out and um, get back on a pretty goal-driven every 15 minutes a day, every 15 minutes using that block of time to do something besides making more things and starting more projects, you know? <laughs> so time to grow up and quit being a kid. That teenage brain of, I don't want to do any chores. I just want to clean, no cleaning, but sew and play and do all kinds of fun, fun things. Yeah, same with my diet and exercise too. You know, I think that was maybe that just reverting back to that more primitive brain. That's what helps us get through tough times. And so now I'm ready to move on and put it behind, put it behind me. So that's the things that I've been up to. And now I want to talk about some other things that may have started during the pandemic that kind of caught up with me. And I'm learning that all generic medications are not the same. I knew that I work in healthcare and I know knew this, that it's just, I've never experienced it. You know, different stores use different manufacturers. And, you know, when you are shopping out there to try to save money, um, sometimes the cheapest route isn't the best route. And this happened to me recently. So what I find crazy is the thyroid medicine I take has been around a long time. It's a generic and it has been a medicine you could purchase at many of the big box stores on like their $4 plan. And it was a good medicine. Something happened a few years ago, and I believe um, personally that it was a hurricane that went through and wiped out a lot of the manufacturing plants in Puerto Rico and other places for thyroid. And it hasn't been easy to find good generic thyroid medicine without it costing a lot of money. And so my copay jumped at my store where I normally go to $60 for 90 days and it went even higher and I'm like that's ridiculous because you can go to the big box store down the road and it's still $10 for 90 days it did go up a little bit over the last few years but my labs have I've been taking the same medicine and my labs have been inconsistent and I'm kind of like well there's this mm, different type of generic that wasn't necessarily called Synthroid's generic of levothyroxine. It was something called Euthyrox. And I took it and it was all of last winter and I got really tired and I started to remember what it was like before um, I became hypothyroid. And now I have no thyroid. So when you get a medicine that isn't good. It isn't even close. There's a margin of error in medicines that they're allowed. And then the delivery system um, is how your body absorbs it. So this didn't work for me. So I went back to um, the store the next month and I said, you know, the big box store, do you have that boxed medicine? Because it's terrible. I got a 90 day script and I felt like I was stuck with it for 90 days. She said, no, uh, more people complained about it. So we went back to this other manufacturer and then I was happy for another six months. Well, a month ago, went back to the store and got that boxed thyroid medicine again. 
I was so disappointed. I said, well, I'm not, I don't want to. I could pay the higher copay, but I don't want to. So maybe I was just being pandemic uh, shut down, just getting tired and maybe overwhelmed with all of the things. So I started taking that again. And within two weeks, I was not able to stay awake. I was tired all the time. My brain started feeling the fogginess that comes. If you're hypothyroid, you know, um, I had no motivation to do much. And I was like, I'm not depressed and I'm not anxious and I just can't get moving. I can't get it together. My legs started to swell. The heat was coming on. So you're like, hands and feet swelling. That's a big sign. So I called my insurance company and said, I can't do this for 90 days. I tried this last year for 90 days. It was a disaster. And I feel like it's going to be even worse this time. I have labs coming up and I know they're going to be horrible. And the lady goes, well, there's a simple solution to this. She says, I'll call your pharmacy and tell them that that didn't work and that you're going to go back to your normal pharmacy and tell them that I'm authorizing them to fill it early because that manufacturer is no good for you. And I said, great. And I called them up at my copay this time for three months for this medicine that should be super cheap. It was $90. And so uh, the lady told me before I hung up, she said, there's something called good rx and no matter what the price is you can go to good rx and get that medication for 15. i'm like what is this good rx thing i thought it was a club you had to join she goes well that's part of it she said but there's another part where you just go on and print off coupons and your pharmacy participates with those coupons i'm like i have been a nurse for darn near 30 years and i've never heard of this before this is must be the best kept secret, right? Because they don't want you to use these coupons or something. I printed off a coupon and I took it to the store and sure enough, my copay of $90 was reduced to 20. She said, you can do go 14 for so many days, but then we have to charge you a little more for the third month. I'm like, whatever, if it's less than 90 bucks, I'm happy. So I did that. And then she goes, here's your coupon back, but it's on file. You probably won't, you won't need to bring that back. That'll be on file for the duration of the length of that coupon, which is a year. And next year you just go on GoodRx and print off another one. I was like, why does everything have to be so complicated? Why? 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 This infuriates me. I run into this all the time. You know, people shouldn't have to pay so much money for something if you don't know the ins and outs of getting a coupon and how do you know if the coupons are legit well the lady at the insurance company told me that I'm always telling people beware of some of these patient assistant programs because um, some of the coupons in these programs really are clubs that you're signing up for because some people I know have been burned by that and got stuck paying a lot of money that never never helped them so anyway I wound up getting that for a ridiculous price uh, that really is more what it should be. And sure enough, I'm feeling so much better. All generics are not the same. And I just want to share that story because maybe you ran into something like this with a generic medicine at one store. So if you have trouble 
call your insurance company and see if they can partner with you to find something like maybe good RX or authorize that you can get your prescription filled at a different company, different manufacturer. And this is so much better. So I had my labs drawn again and yeah, they're where they're supposed to be. It's, it's amazing how much better you feel, how much energy I have now, how much, um, I've been able to take off a few pounds in water weight and, and boost my metabolism and I'm really feeling better. And it's just because it was that particular manufacturer didn't work for me. And I'm, we wrote that in my profile. And so hopefully, um, if everybody starts trying to buy this boxed medication, Euthyrox, which was not good for me, I did not absorb it. It did not do its job. I, I'm just like, seriously, this is a difficult system to navigate. And I'm person who works in this business. It just is frustrating. So let's all hope that in the future, um, we don't have to work so hard and navigate such difficulties for things that shouldn't be. So anyway, all that to say, thanks. I'm feeling better. Um, my labs are pretty good. They're all improving and all the hard work is starting to pay off. I've been doing my rowing machine two to three times a week and I'm trying to step it up to four times a week, hopefully every day. And I'm, that feels good. I've been doing some strength training. The other part of the whole thing is that's encouraging me to eat better and do more research on different products out there. Like I'm trying to stay away from white processed flours, not good for diabetics. So I'm trying to get more um, whole wheat products, avoid those kinds of dishes, add more vegetables, which I don't particularly like, but I'm trying to get better at cooking them to make them more enjoyable and plating and portion size. So it's just all hard work and more planning. And we're going to Costco again this weekend and I'm finding more food there that is, you know, there are things that are healthier for you and they don't rot so fast or they're things that we can freeze or use in the future because, you know, you have to buy things in pretty large quantities. <laughs> so I'm really, really looking forward to my Saturday trip to Costco and we've been going there about once a month and stock up on all the things and sale items and maybe we're going to get a mesh system for the internet in our house so we can have internet in the home gym, which would be fantastic. I can maybe watch videos while I'm um, exercising. I've been listening to music on my cell phone's um, data plan, but it would be fantastic to use our internet out in the garage and maybe in the yard. You know, take music outside, sit on the patio is the, um, I think this week is supposed to be meteor showers, but so far it's been pretty rainy, but it's the time of year where you can look at a lot more um, stars in the evening and sit out on the patio and it's been cooling down nicely. I must say this though, this is kind of um, shocking is when I was driving home from Detroit after my trip, because the, air, the airport I usually use is Detroit, and <laughs> I saw three maple trees on the trip north that had changed to flame red. 
like not even August yet, people. I'm not ready for the leaves changing, but it happens. It happens. And so I uh, just took that as a sign that I need to spend quality time in my garden before the next season comes and then just really enjoy the dog days of summer because it's been hot and just doing 15 minutes of my crafting and watching the Olympics has been so much fun. That's the show I'm totally into right now. TV watching. Yep. Come home from lunch and I've been watching the more fringe things, I guess, like uh, canoeing on the rapids, that a slalom, that was cool. Judo, water polo, some gymnastics, all kinds of things. It has been really, really fun to watch the Olympics. But I will say I still like being on social media probably a little too much. But Michael's stores nearly broke the internet a week ago with the release of four looks on Instagram and TikTok of their suggestions and projects for Halloween and fall. Oh my goodness, it's blowing up all over TikTok if you haven't seen it. The first room, it's four rooms, it looks like a living room created for adults and things kids can enjoy but this is like doing your whole home decorations in this Halloween theme so the first room is a white cream room with a little bit of a modern fireplace and they decorated it with skulls and it has this gothic slash Victorian meets modern feel it's hard to describe it's got um calendar with a skull on it that's real lacy like a sugar skull there's little tiny skulls in a wreath black draped over the fireplace with these vintage looking um, pictures that are skeletons but they have rose crowns on their heads and everything else in the room is the copper gold and rose gold touches boo and little pumpkins it's so well done but wait the next room I thought can't be better but it is it's actually deep emerald green in the walls and draperies with cheetah prints and other animal prints um, for the furniture and gold is the accent here gold 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 the skulls are gold on the pillows. The fireplace, instead of being stacked up with, you know, the Danish modern look with logs, it's filled with the craft pumpkins that are all gold and white. There's a shelf that's gold that's filled with little tiny statues of like the Grim Reaper and skulls and poison bottles and a welcome sign that's pretty, pretty frilly and full of filigree but then there's a snake on the wall and over the fireplace is draped again the black um, gauze and the artwork is like Bride of Frankenstein and two skulls with their heads touching together as if in an embrace and they're kind of sexy with the skeletons you know positioned with uh, as a couple 
again with roses and kind of tattoo art feel. So that one's a little more adult tattoo art feeling with the emerald green I love. But the next room blew my mind. The next room was much more of a Harry Potter magic room with um, the art above a sideboard that's filled with uh, poison bottles and beakers and things like a witch would have with little test tubes in a row and the chemists. There's a lunar um, lunar cycle, the phases of the moon. It says um, seek magic every day. That's like a hand painted chalk sign. But the thing that everyone's going absolutely nuts about over that sideboard with the experiments is a crescent moon wreath. They took a grapevine wreath and cut a section out of it and made it into a crescent moon, filled it with mushrooms and flowers and moss and gemstones oh yes i love it but then it has a kind of a little boho feel in the furniture it looks like leather with a um long looks like a longhorn skull with like that boho look with the feathers and flowers dangling off it and then there's a trunk as a side table filled with um, feather hats and vintage looking pillbox hats and things in trunks and suitcases that one has a dark teal background. Super love that. And then the last one is a gray room with orange, burnt orange chairs. And it's got much more of a children's feel um, with the traditional Halloween. It's got bats on the wall, bat garland, black and white pumpkins painted. It's got white gauze over the fireplace with bats flying all around it. Black candelabras. Bats is a lot and ghosts over the lights this one is a spooky it says on the pillow that one's super cute too but i have to tell you if i have to go through and pick my favorite room it's going to be the one the first one's amazing with the golds that's pretty upscale and formal golds rose golds and coppers and silvers but the witchy one with the full you know the full moon lunar cycle and that crescent wreath i'm on a I, i'm on a quest i think to make some of these more mature and sophisticated look for a room I, I could never recreate this exactly but i thought there are elements of it that i love and that you could like the seek magic every day i could leave that out all year round it does have a feel for this halloween room but it's not particularly just halloween so anyway, if you are into the fall and Halloween and looking for a grown-up way to decorate your house, um, yes, thanks Michael's Stores for almost breaking the internet with the reveal of all of these things that are supposed to come out um, mid-August, but I've seen things that you can buy now on their website. I didn't search for the store at my daughter's house when I was down there too closely because we were on a mission for the tie-dye stuff. But man, check it out on Michael's stores on Instagram or TikTok. They are inspiring everybody to get ready for the fall. And you know, 
maybe it'd be a fun thing to look forward to doing because maybe, you know, the, the fall, we may be back home a little more with the Delta variant. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to buying all of these things. But I downloaded Michael's app to my phone, which is dangerous for me because the store isn't near my house and it's really easy to, you know, buy things to add to the clutter in my craft room. But you know those ceramic Christmas trees that they had a few years ago that made the resurgence of the homemade ones from the 70s? Um, they have orange and black ones made for Halloween. Now, if they weren't $60 a piece, I would buy a couple of them. But they're a little more money than I'm willing to spend. The other thing that Michael's app had is a tutorial plus a, you know, a materials list that you could just click a button and buy all of the materials needed to make that grapevine wreath. And I've also seen a tutorial um, that my daughter sent me a link to. If you want to pay $10, you can get a tutorial from one of the first people on Etsy's who made this, what she's calling herbal moon wreath crescent wreath and it is called moth wing art and i really like hers because it's got a nice shape it uses a lot of moss and lichens as well as mushroom remember mushroom birds well they have like mushroom mushrooms and other plants and it looks like she used more um, dried flowers but that's the beautiful thing about making a wreath it's your own, it's your own using what you have laying around the house or buying what you can. And some of the things you can source at the dollar store or other places much cheaper. So that's what I have been up to the last couple of weeks. I have been enchanted by Michael. See what I did there? <laughs> I've been en <clears throat> enchanted by Michael's stores. Um, I'm kind of glad we don't have one in my town. I just have a Hobby Lobby and um, this uh, new reveal of their fall decor and decorating projects. Yes, I am 100% on board with it. So, well, as I get going on this 90-day UFO challenge, I am posting on my Facebook group, which is My Creative Corner 3. If you're not a member, just request to be... Um, admitted to the group and you can post your process process and projects and your quilts and the things it doesn't have to be a quilt but I'm picking three quilt things because they are where I get bogged down with sometimes but it could be cross stitch or it could be knitting or crocheting whatever um, works for getting your slate clean and be looking for me doing some of the new projects in that Manx quilt. You can find it at Halo Inspiration's YouTube channel. And um, maybe you want to sort through your scraps because I think I'm going to work on that this fall and into winter as a handwork project. Hopefully I'll have most of the English paper piecing hexagons that I've had cut out. I'll have them all sewn together. I appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who has supported me by buying me a virtual cup of coffee. And you can continue to do that by going to my Etsy shop, My Creative Corner 3, or on my website, mycreativecorner3.com, you can click the link for Kofi or 
ko-fi.com. You can find me there to buy me a virtual cup of coffee. I am thinking about the possibility of everyone who is interested in buying a sticker with my logo of my Creative Corner 3 of doing that. And if you're interested in it, let me know in commenting on the show notes or leaving a comment on Instagram that you'd be interested in getting a sticker of my Creative Corner 3. It's the logo with a wreath. It's teal. I was thinking about doing that. Or if you're interested um, in the future of potentially just buying a couple of stickers on my Etsy shop, I'm thinking about it. I'm not real confident at the moment in making them. I'm still learning, but I was thinking of putting it out there to see if there's any interest in doing a few stickers, especially starting with the logo and sending that as a thank you to the people who purchased me a virtual cup of coffee. So if you have an interest, let me know. Otherwise, go to the website, leave a comment, share what you're working on. Are you doing a UFO challenge? Do you want to join me? Uh, You can also join the Facebook group. And I love hearing from everyone. And if you don't feel comfortable doing a public comment, you can always email me at vholloway12345 at gmail.com. It's V Holloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, one, two, three, four, five at gmail.com. Have a most wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Quilt on, everyone. Mm-hmm.